I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Got a little hypothetical that I'm going to throw at you this evening. It's about to go on Instagram and Twitter, so by the time you're listening to this, you will already have seen it on social media. And to be honest with you, normally when I do these what-if situations, I normally have an idea in my head of which direction I'm going to go. With this one, I honestly have no idea what is the right answer, and I'm not sure if there's even a wrong answer. My question to you guys, if you had to build a team around... Two of the four guys in the Melbourne Storm spine, so we're talking Ryan Pappenhausen, Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant. If you had to pick two out of those four to build a team around, which two would you go with? Don't worry about salary cap. Don't worry about money. Doesn't matter. Completely irrelevant to me. Take into consideration their age, obviously, but I don't think any of them are old enough to not build around them. Let's say you build around them for the next three years. So definitely age isn't really a huge factor. For the guy like Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes, a little bit older, you could argue that they're a little bit more mature than the other two. But outside of that, it really is just who would you rather build around their four key positions? Yeah, four key positions. Some of them are more versatile than others. Let's start with Ryan Pappenhausen. Now, Pappy, arguably, I wouldn't say he's the best fullback in rugby league, but he's arguably, you could, you could make an argument for him being the best fullback in rugby league when he's totally fit over a period of time. He is a Clive Churchill medalist. He has delivered on the big stages. He's a guy that, you know, finals footy has delivered. That's something that Tommy Turbo hasn't done. Now, am I saying he's better than Turbo? No, I'm not. Yeah, Turbo, obviously, last year, the superior footballer. But what Pappy's done over a longer period of time, uh, probably more consistently, I know that Turbo's played more games. He's been around longer. But Pappy's delivered 
delivered in big finals games. He is a Clive Churchill medalist. That means that on the biggest day of the season in 2020, he was the best player on the biggest stage under the brightest light. So Pappy is a guy you have to consider. You also have to think about Pappy's an ace goal kicker as well. He's developing a kicking game. He's one of the fastest guys in rugby league. He can ball play. He's one of the best support players. He's not going to get you in trouble off the field. He's really marketable. He looks like the paddle pop line at the moment. We absolutely love it. There really isn't much that Pappy can't do. He's a billboard guy. He is sensational on all fronts. He's smart off the field. He doesn't get himself into shit. He's working on little businesses, whether it's crypto, whether it's cards, whatever it is. Pappy does it all in rugby league. Absolutely love him. You've got to take in consideration, though, the head knocks. Uh, he had a number of them over the last two years or so. That is something you have to consider when you're building a club around a guy that he is susceptible to head knocks. He has had a history of that. So it is something you have to consider with Pappy. As much as it is a negative thing to talk about, I think when you're splitting hairs on these four absolute weapons, it is something you need to consider. Let's move to Cameron Munster. Now, I think Munster's worst season we've ever seen, he went to a prelim final. If that's the worst season you have, you're absolutely flying. And I think most would agree that we haven't seen the best out of Munster yet. I think he's got more to give in rugby league, and I think tonight could be the start of it, potentially. He's looking fitter than what we have ever seen him. This preseason has been unbelievable for Munster. He was in the trials the other day, looked sensational. He moves to his position of 5'8". He played a bit of fullback in the trials and whatnot, but Munster is a guy you have to seriously consider. We've seen him play in the State of Origin arena and, and absolutely dominate in the six jersey, dominate in the one jersey. He's had periods where he hasn't been as dominant. He's had periods where he's had major brain explosions. We go to the 2018 Grand Final. I think he got Simbin twice that night. Origin this year wasn't overly um, impressive. Let's be completely honest here. 2020, though, uh, he you know he did something that only some of the greats have ever done. And add on top of that, he was hung over after winning the NRL Premiership. I mean, what this guy has achieved, the big stages he's played on, the way that he's always got time. He is a guy that you have to seriously consider. He's probably the guy out of all these fellas that you could argue is the best player out of all of them, yeah? Considering what he's achieved, what he's done, and what he still has to achieve and what he still can achieve, because I think we all agree we haven't seen the absolute best out of Cam Munster. So he's a very hard guy to leave out. Throw on top of that, you could play him at six or at fullback. So he covers two key positions in your footy side. Very good defensively. Attacking upside is unbelievable. Great kicking game that's improved out of sight. Very marketable. Once again, we know 2020 came in hungover. Everyone loved him. The mad dog. He's got his own beer. He's got a few things going on, Munster. Very, very marketable. A guy that we know, the Melbourne Storm and the Dolphins and probably the Broncos will be having a big fight over over the next 18 months. Uh, a leader for Queensland. I think he's probably the next skipper, the way everything's going. If he keeps going on the track he has for the last three months, very short sample size. I understand that. I can hear you. Uh, but he is a guy with huge ability like that. We move to the halfback and probably the most interesting guy, Jerome Hughes. A fellow that, I mean, I think there's probably a fair argument that over the last year or two when all these guys have been playing together, I think there's a fair argument he's been the most consistent and arguably the best out of all these guys. We know 2019, he was he was the fullback. He was wearing jersey 14. He, you wouldn't have even considered him as a halfback. All of a sudden, Craig Bellamy pulls one from the absolute clouds and knocks Brodie Croft out of the side and plays Jerome Hughes at seven, two weeks out from the NRL finals. And we all sat there and went, huh? What is doing there? What What, what is he thinking with this one? All of a sudden... 
fuck, tell me Jerome Hughes isn't a top three halfback in rugby league. I know we consistently, you know, Nathan Cleary you would obviously have up there, but compared to guys like Adam Reynolds, DCE, I mean, these sort of fellas, I really do think that this is a guy that is, if he's not in front of them, he's closing the gap at an incredibly fast rate. And because he's not a genuine seven, because he is a manufactured seven, I think we sort of put him on a pedestal just below these other guys when, to be honest with you, I don't think he should be. I think there's an argument that he's the most important guy in the Melbourne Storm system. He really he controls that right side good defensively. He can kick long. His long kicking game isn't fantastic, don't get me wrong. It's probably the one part of his game you would look to improve. His short kicking game, his running game, his vision. I mean, he has just got it all, Jerome Hughes, and he's done it on the big stages time and time again. We saw what he did against the West Tigers last week. I mean, just incredible. They don't win that game of football if Jerome Hughes isn't on the field. And we heard Craig Bellamy one of the greatest coaches rugby league has ever seen at a time when Nathan Cleary is playing rugby league. And he says, I wouldn't swap Jerome Hughes for anyone. Now, would I expect him to say, oh, I wouldn't swap anyone. I wouldn't swap Jerome for anyone, but Nathan Cleary. No, I wouldn't. Of course he wouldn't say that, but there's no need for him to say, oh, I wouldn't swap him for anyone. He could just leave that out. And you would know that he's incredibly happy with his halfback for him to say that. That means a lot after one of his big performances. I said on Kempe's podcast during the week that, you know, I was so impressed watching Hughesy in that press conference because he finally looked like he was one of the big three, you know. That's the sort of stature that he holds down there at the Melbourne Storm at the moment. Not that he's up there with the big three as far as career-wise, but you can see that he's held in the same regard now as the big three were during their time in Melbourne. He's the guy they turn to. He's the guy that when the game's on the line, he wants the ball in his hands, and I love that about Hughesy. He's a manufactured seven. He's the same as Munster. You could play him at seven. You could play him at six. You could also play him at one, and you know he's going to do a job in all those spots. We haven't seen him outside of a Melbourne Storm system, and that's completely fair, but we haven't seen any of these guys outside of a Melbourne Storm system. I've seen him play finals footy. I've seen him dominate finals footy, though. For me, I look at Jerome Hughes, and I think he really burst on the scene 2020. I think that was his breakout year. Kicking to uh, Vunavalu out on the wing, their combination was unbelievable, along with Branko Lee on the right edge. Both of those got, well, Vunavalu leaves, Branko Lee gets injured the whole year. He gets a completely new right edge, and nothing changes. Arguably, Jerome Hughes gets better. I mean, this guy, you have to consider him. He's the guy that, if I asked you to rank them, I think a lot of people would subconsciously just put him at fourth, but... Fuck, it's hard to do when you just consider what we've seen from him over the last two years, essentially learning a new position. And I would argue the hardest position in rugby league to learn. Incredibly impressive what Husey has done. The hooker, Harry Grant. Now, another guy that people would probably have him at fourth, either him or Hughes, I think. But you consider Harry Grant, just how talented he is, how gifted he is. For me, he is the best hooker in rugby league by far and away. Last year, the best hooker in rugby league was Brandon Smith. He was sensational there. I think that's sort of pushed up a little bit by, you know, the nine or ten tries that he scored just because he's too strong at a dummy half. And of course, that has its elements. If you tell me... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
that I need a hooker for 10 metres out from the line. I'll take Brandon Smith every day of the week because even if he doesn't score, the markers and the A and B defenders, they have to shrink in. He creates space all across the field. But from your own try line to the 90 metre line, Harry Grant is the best hooker in rugby league by far and away for me. And I think you'll start to see it more and more this year, the way that he manipulates markers. And it's very simple. Take your two steps, straighten up, deliver the ball. Very simple. Sounds easy. Not many hookers are able to do it. The very best of them get it right every single time. The very best of them being Cam Smith for a long time. In the modern game now, it's Harry Grant. It's Reed Marnie. It's these sort of guys. And you watch. The Melbourne Storm will be okay this year, even though they've lost a heap of middles. It's a pack that shouldn't do what they're going to do. But they will get by because Harry Grant will manipulate the markers constantly. And you can give away those six or eight kilos on every single hit-up if you take the markers out of play. It's an extra two metres you get every single time, essentially, because you're not going sideways. You can go straight over the advantage line. This is the beauty of Harry Grant. He does that so well. And as a marker, when you guys split, you can't let, you can't ignore Harry Grant. You can't hope that he passes because if he holds it, he's the best running foot. He's the best running hooker in rugby league. He's gone. It's over. He's already gone to the races. And you, at first marker, you have missed your your mission by a country mile. This is why I love Harry Grant so much. And to think that he is so young and he's got so much more to learn. Yes, like Pappy's had a couple of injuries to start his season and start his career, sorry, and I find that really hard to ignore. But for me, I think Hooker is such an important position. And Harry, I think he's going to be the best player in rugby league in a couple of years' time. And I think he's going to be the best player for a number of seasons. Now, that might seem like a bold call, but it was bolder when I said it three years ago when he hadn't even played first grade. He'd hardly played Queensland Cup. Big, big believer in Harry Grant. I think he's going to have a massive career. Now, if I had to pick two out of these four, very difficult. So difficult. For me, I think having a good hooker is so important, and I think Harry Grant's got more upside. Uh, well, actually, potentially Cameron Munster's got more upside. That That's a fair shout. But I think Harry could turn out to be the very best out of all these guys from what I've seen of him and what I believe Harry Grant's going to be able to do. And also, the direction in which the game is heading. I just think Harry Grant is going to be super suited to the game. We've seen him be super impressive. And let's be honest here, he hasn't even had a full preseason with the Melbourne Storm that isn't interrupted by injury and whatnot. He hasn't put together a full season, which I understand can work against him in this argument. I get that. But for me, Harry Grant, he would be one of the two that I would pick. He's the first one that I pick, but it doesn't mean that he's the best one out of all of them. But I just think the hooker position is so important, so I would take him. My next two, my next spot, I've got three guys to choose from. For me, Pappy, absolutely love the work he does. He's a fullback. You really can't play him anywhere else, though. That probably works against him. I am also worried about the head knocks. I understand I sort of ignored the injuries on Harry Grant. I get that argument, as I said before. But for me, I think I would have to go with one of Hughes or Munster. Um, I look at Hughes... And I do wonder how much of it is the Craig Bellamy impact. Would he be as good as he left? But I've got no evidence to tell me that he wouldn't be as good if he wasn't in the Melbourne Storm system. He's a guy with a great kicking game. he got a great running game, similar to Munster. But I wonder if we've seen the best out of Hughes. You know, I think there's a good chance that Hughes could improve still. Don't get me wrong. But I think the gap between what Hughes is and what Hughes could be, that gap is a lot less than what Munster is and what Munster could be. Munster has cruised so far in his career. If I'm being completely honest with you, he's sort of cruised through it. He's dominated it. He's been sensational. But seeing how keen he is this offseason 
to get fit and to show what he can do. I got to tell you, I think I would lean to Cameron Munster. I think I would go with Harry Grant and Cameron Munster. I don't think there's a wrong answer to this one, to be honest with you. I don't think there's a wrong answer. I also don't think there's a right answer. You could go with Hughes and Pappy. And to be honest with you, I probably couldn't push back on you. I really couldn't because those two are just so gifted and they do bring other things to a football team that my two guys in Harry Grant and Cam Munster don't. For me, I would have Harry Grant and Munster. Jerome Hughes would be my next man. Pappy would probably be fourth. And that's nothing against Pappy. If I'm ordering them, I've got to order them somehow. It's really fucking hard. If you told me Pappy's number one, I wouldn't push back on you. That's how close these four guys are. And this is how lucky the Melbourne Storm are to have these sort of guys in their spine. Also consider that we haven't even spoken about Brandon Smith, that we've spoken very little about Brandon Smith, who was the Daily M hooker of the year last year. And in my opinion, if he was to play a full season, I think he could be the Daily M lock forward of the year who you could also throw into your spine as well. It's going to be incredible to see what he does at the Roosters over the next 10 years or so. For me, though, to answer this question, I was going to say to answer this simple question, but it is far from simple. I would take Harry Grant, Cameron Munster. Let me know on Instagram, Twitter, or send me a message. Which two out of these four would you want to build a club around for the next three years? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.